Welcome to the C3 Coffs Harbour podcast. Today's message is a recording from our online service. To join our online church community, visit c3ch.online.church and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Enjoy the Pretty message. Pretty sure that wasn't the case. So today, our last one is one you may not think of, um, but it is the uh, discipline of celebration, which is perfect coming into Christmas, which is the joyous season, the, um, the silly season, as some would say. And so um, at, the, at the heart of, of Christ um, is, is joy. Joy is the way of Jesus. Um, I, I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. I think it's absolutely the case. I think when you look at uh, the, the arrival of Jesus and then you look at the legacy that he leaves behind and you look at his life in between, it's all marked by joy. If you look at Luke chapter 2, verse 10, there's an angel that visits Mary and says, don't be afraid, but I've got great good news of great joy for all people. How good's that? The, the, the announcing of the coming of the coming Christ, the announcing of Jesus brought with it good news that would bring great joy to all people. And then you look at, uh, say, John, John 15, 11, you know, and, and it talks about how Jesus, the legacy he leaves for his disciples is that his joy might be in us and our joy might be filled. So that's like, in, in essence, we, we can't live this Christian life without joy. Now, I'm not saying that we become these happy, clappy freaks who don't acknowledge that life is tough. Absolutely, it is. But the undercurrent of our life is joy, which means we can have hope even in the darkest of times. Because Jesus is good and his joy is in us and he wants it to be filled. When the poor receive good news, when the captives are released, when the blind receive sight, when the oppressed are liberated, how can there be any other logical response but joy? How can there be any other logical response when somebody gives their heart to Jesus and he totally transforms them other than us celebrating? All heaven rejoices, right, when one sinner repents and turns to God. There's a theme all throughout the Bible. The gospel is good news. And sometimes we've got to remind ourselves of this so that we live in that, not out of a place of you know, religiousness or piety, where we take ourselves far too seriously and we don't actually enjoy the life Jesus has given us to live. Um, in the Old Testament, there was a cultural practice um, called the Year of Jubilee. Every 50 years, um, basically, they would click the reset button. All debts would be forgiven. Um, they would not toil the land at all to give all the agricultural uh, spaces time to heal. Um, all the slaves would be released. Uh, as I said, all debts would be forgiven. So basically click reset and anybody who was, would just set the playing field again. And so this, this year of Jubilee would be this celebration, this festival, this exciting time where, where God could be trusted because he's going to make all things new. Um, he declared in Leviticus 25, 21, um, that I will command my blessing upon you. Freedom from anxiety and care from this world are the basis of celebration because we know that God cares for us and we can cast our cares on him. This is where God turns our mourning into dancing. And not like AM, I'm talking about you know, mourning is in sadness. Uh, God turns like the morning time into... No. Um, which is weird, I get. I understand. I totally understand. Um, Foster in the book he observes that this carefree spirit of joyous frivolity is actually missing a lot in churches um, and especially in contemporary society saying that apathy, even melancholy 
dominates the day and age, where people are, are sullen, people are you know, oftentimes angry, agitated, on edge. Uh, and I think a lot of that boils down to this sense of discontent that exists in the soul of the human condition. And so part of that becomes this you know, melancholy, as he says. Um, and he gives this great quote. Modern man has been pressed so hard towards useful work and rational calculation, he has all but forgotten the joy of ecstatic celebration. Say it again? I will. Only because you have a wonderful haircut. Modern man, us, 21st century people, have been pressed so hard towards useful work and rational calculation that we have all but forgotten the joy of ecstatic celebration. Sometimes we get glimpses of it during the state of origin, depending on who scores a try and when. <laughs> but those moments are far and few between, especially if you live in New South Wales. <laughs> Sad but true. This is exactly why I tell our teams um, over and over again, um, when it comes to serving in God's house, when it comes to doing what we do, if, if we're not having fun, we're doing it wrong. Um, this whole thing of serving in God's house and, and being here should be a, a delight, not a duty. It should be something we celebrate, not a chore we endure. And, and that's because at the, at the essence of who Jesus is, is joy and celebration should flow from that. Um, you know, uh, Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. That actually when we choose joy, we choose strength. Um, celebration is central to all the spiritual disciplines we've looked at. Without a joyful spirit of festivity, the oh, this is good. The disciplines become dull, death-breathing tools in the hands of modern Pharisees. Every every discipline should be characterized by carefree joyfulness in a sense of thanksgiving. Without the joy of relationship with God, these spiritual disciplines become religious routines. Joy has to mark all these things. Like Joe was talking about prayer. Like, if, if there's no joy in prayer, knowing that we have an actual relationship with God, then we're just going through these religious routines. If we fast because, oh, the Bible says we should fast, and therefore we get hungry, we just get angry. We get hangry. But if we know that, like Anna was saying, that we are arm in arm with Jesus, and there is a purpose to these disciplines, and that is to walk through this life with God and build an incredible life for ourselves based on what Scripture teaches us, then we can be joyful through those things. Um, joy is the fruit of the Spirit. So, so joy is evidence of God's transformative power at work in you. So don't be, like this, there's people that almost feel bad that they're happy all the time. Don't, this is awesome. You should be happy. This is awesome. Um, without, joy celebration, without joyous celebration infusing all the disciplines, we will sooner or later abandon them all. Joy produces energy, joy makes us strong. Now, I want to read this book, because um, this quote, because it just absolutely floored me reading this. Um, basically talking about how uh, joy comes from obedience, which that is just so countercultural to today. Um, we see obedience or submission as some sort of um, oppressive thing that people are put on. I don't want to be, I don't want to submit. I'm my own person. I, I've got, you know, I'm an individual, man. You can't, you can't put me in a box. You can't tell me what to do. 
but in the kingdom, it doesn't work the way the world works. And so submission is actually a freeing thing, not a binding thing, because either the sun sets free is free indeed. But even in that freedom, there is a way that God's kingdom works. And so uh, part of that is obedience, and from our obedience comes joy. So I'm going to read this. If you've got a book, read me to, with page 240. You can read along. To elicit genuine celebration, obedience must work itself into the ordinary fabric of our daily lives. Without that, our celebration carries a hollow sound. For example, some people live in such a way that it is impossible to have any kind of happiness in their home, but when they go to church and sing songs and pray in the Spirit, they hope that God will somehow give them an infusion of joy to make it through the day. They are looking for some kind of heavenly transfusion that will bypass the misery of their daily lives and give them joy. But God's desire is to transform the misery, not just bypass it. We need to understand that God does at times give us an infusion of joy, even in our bitterness and hard-heartedness. But that is the abnormal situation. God's normal means of Sorry, God's normal means of bringing his joy is by redeeming and sanctifying the ordinary junctures of our life. When the members of a family are filled with joy and compassion and a spirit of service to one another, that firmly has reason for us to celebrate. There is something sad in people running from church, running from church to church, trying to get an injection of the joy of the Lord. Joy is not found in singing a particular kind of music or getting with the right kind of people or exercising the charismatic gifts of the Spirit. Good as they all may be, joy is found in obedience. When the power that is in Jesus reaches into our work and play and redeems them, there will be joy where once there was mourning. To overlook this is to miss the meaning of the incarnation. Wow. So in other words... When we bring Jesus into every area of our life, rather than us trying to seek it externally, if I could just go there, if I could just escape my current reality and put myself in that position, or put myself in that church, or put myself in there, then I will get this indwelling of joy. No, no, no. We've got to have that transformation happen within us, bringing Christ into the core of our being, have transformation happen inside of us, so that no matter where we go, we, we are agents of joy and happiness and life, rather than expecting it from everyone else, that it starts in us and flows out of us. Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always, and in case you didn't get it, and again I say rejoice, it's a command, to rejoice in the Lord. When we understand all that God has done for us, joy is the only normal response. Um, the discipline to set our mind on higher things is an act of the will. That is why celebration is actually a discipline. It's not something that just falls on our head. It is the result of a conscious, a conscious way of living that we have chosen to surrender to. Far and away, the most important benefit of celebration is that it saves us from taking ourselves too seriously. It is an occupational hazard of us devout Christians to become stuffy bores. This should not be. Of all the people on the earth, we should be the most free, alive, and interesting. I've said this before too. Disney, Disney World claims to have to be the happiest place on earth. I disagree. I think the house of God should be the happiest place on earth um, because that is where the most freedom exists. That not just lasts for this life but for all eternity. Final thoughts. I'm going to show a little video and then we're going to finish. Um, Foster says this. Relish comedy. Relish comedy. Learn to laugh. This is a discipline to be mastered. 
Let go of the everlasting burden to always sound profound. That's, that's, that's a pill that I need to swallow. I like sounding profound because it, makes, it gives me credibility, which increases my self-worth. But if I do that at the expense of joy, then I become a sourpuss. I become melancholy and, uh, and take myself way too seriously, which is a trap for me that I've got to be aware of. And so I love that because at the core of who I am, I'm a larrikin. I love a laugh. I love a good time. And so I've got to remind myself, hold on, the joy of the Lord is my strength, not my profoundness, <laughs> but the Lord's joy. So relish comedy. Learn to laugh. It's a discipline to be mastered. So I'm going to share a video. It just goes for two or three minutes. You've probably seen this before. It did the rounds a bunch of years ago. Um, if you haven't seen it, enjoy it. If you have seen it, laugh again. Um, and I think as Christians, the first place we should look at to laugh is at ourselves. Because honestly, we are comedy goals. And um, why not laugh at ourselves? Because at the end of the day, everybody else is. No, I'm just joking. Um, so we play this video. And uh, just... Only the only reason I'm showing this, just so we can laugh. That's it. Just a laugh. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about our online services, visit c3ch.online.church and come say hi on Facebook and Instagram.